Welcome to Coffee and Tea with Denise and B, where we normalize feelings and we humanize conversations. I'm Denise. And I'm B. And welcome. And to- we're back. Yeah. We we're are back. back from a two-week hiatus. It was two yeah. weeks, yeah. How do you feel about that? I feel good. I was very um I don't even know what to call it. I was just doing a lot of lot of deep healing and it was something that I didn't know I needed. Mm-hmm. Like I started going back to feelings that I that I had that I didn't know I had when I was little. Right. Um and kind of like realizing why I worry so much about what people think Mm -hmm. and like how I ended up attracting the career that I ended up in. Yeah. And it was that constant like trying to explain myself. And it's something that came up in therapy for me. Um, I forgot to mention it last time, but this is what my therapist, uh, Dahlia, made me realize. I got so good at explaining myself. I made it my profession. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's all it is. The job that, oh my gosh, a butterfly. You missed it. It was not meant for your eyes. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> it so I saw cute. it. You saw it? I saw it. <laughs> um, the job that I ended up doing, that's all it was. It was constantly explaining every little step, every mm-hmm. little thing. And it's something that I ended up attracting without even knowing. Like yeah. I been explaining myself my entire life and then it kind of led to me attracting those supervisors Mm -hmm. you know that you know I don't I'm I'm still like tiptoeing around Around all this stuff you know you know what guys like I I cannot wait for the day I'm able to tell you guys my entire story there's a reason why I say um just little things here and there but the day is going to come where I'm going to be able to tell you guys everything mm-hmm. I've gone through and the reason why I'm not talking about it yet. But I ended up attracting very abusive, controlling, egotistic mm-hmm. supervisors. Yeah. So then I was like on autopilot, you know, I had to explain myself. I had to constantly make sure they were not thinking the wrong thing of yeah. me. Or like being accused of stuff that I didn't do or that I didn't mean to do was something that I took very, very serious. Yeah. So then the more I explained myself, the more I started attracting those kind of people in my life. Um, so in a sense, I'm starting to realize this depression that I fell into. It's actually been a blessing. Yeah. I don't think I would have done the kind of healing that I'm doing unless something like that would have happened. Would have happened. Yeah. I think after the last episode where we're talking about changing the cycles, where we actually sat down and talked about it and realized everything that we're trying to implement in our life and how that looks like for us and then actually having to put it into practice was really difficult for us because it's yeah. now seeing – all the, you know, toxic patterns and negative things that we see on a daily basis and we go through on a daily basis and and how that affects us and how we should go about it so that it not necessarily affects our day-to-day life. Yeah. I I think – These last two weeks for me were, and we talked about it last time, Mm -hmm. it was be kind to yourself. Yeah. And when I share that with you guys, I had just realized that, that I was being really hard on myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Even through this depression, I was constantly like criticizing myself and worrying about what people were thinking. And, um, And it's been mainly with work because I've been away from work. And I started to pay attention to what people were thinking, what people were saying Mm -hmm. about me, all the gossip that's going around about me right now. And (laughs) I think it was during the first week that we took a break, I reached out to you and I told you there was someone from work following our Instagram Uh uh and they started (laughs) following our stories 
but they won't follow the actual page. Yeah. They just look at the stories, mm-hmm. which was really funny to me because, yeah. like, come on, you you you're smarter than that. Right. <laughs> I can no. see you. Right. My, I literally, my response was, "Let them, let them." Yes, but see, <laughs> like, I was still like trying to break that pattern of I don't care what right. you think, and when I saw that, it made me laugh. Mm-hmm. But I also got worried. Yeah. And it kind of like pumped the brakes for me a little bit. And I started questioning why I'm doing this podcast. Mm -hmm. Who's listening? Is it going to affect me? Is, you know, what are they thinking? All these things. But then we go back to be kind to yourself. Mm -hmm. Why the hell do you care so much? Yeah. And it's breaking that cycle that Mm -hmm. I'm still working. Yeah. I'm still working at it. And I think, too, we kind of knew that each other was going through that sort yeah. of phase. Yeah. So we gave each other the space. The space. Yeah. And it wasn't like, I'm upset because she didn't text me today. It's, okay, yeah. I understand because I need that space, too. And it was, you know, back and forth, a couple of days here, a couple of days there. Like, how are you doing? How are you <laughs> feeling? What's going on for I'm you today? I'm still alive. <laughs> It's it's funny because we've said this so many times and we're not making things up when we share this with you guys. But Denise and I are literally going through a healing journey and Mm -hmm. you guys already heard her story and eventually you guys are going to hear my story. But is what did I say is like we're always going through the same storm, like the same feelings, the same Mm -hmm. kind of healing, but with different experiences. Right. Why did I say that day? I came up with like a really cool phrase. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so smart. It was like, I said something like, because it made so much sense. And when I said it, I could literally see it. We're always riding like the same storms, but we're always in a different ship. That's what it was. Uh Meaning the ship is the different experiences and the different things we've been going through in the last year. But it's the same wave. But it's the same wave. Mm -hmm. Um... So we, this is the longest, like, we've kind of, like, stayed away from each other. Yeah. And it's not to say that, like, we didn't want to talk to each other or whatever. For me, it was, okay, I know what she's going through. I know Mm -hmm. what I'm going through. I'm going to give her that space. And there's a constant, like, I wonder how she's doing, (laughs) you know. And But it's it's being so connected and knowing – okay, I know she's okay, and today she's not having, Mm -hmm. you know, a great day, and she needs to be alone. She needs to process. So giving that space to other people and then checking in and being, are you okay? Like, are you? what are you feeling today? When I text you, it's not, like, a big thing. It's like, how are you feeling today? Yeah. And see, it's something that is so new for me because I've mentioned this before. I've lost friendships over Mm -hmm. me needing that space. That's just how I am. That's Mm -hmm. now I know that's the way I heal, that I need space. And it doesn't mean that I don't care about my friends or I don't care about my family, but I recognize when I'm not fun to be around when I don't want to be around people. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. People take such offense to that that it's like they they guilt trip you you know mm-hmm. or like they punish you but also a lot of times people have issues with abandonment and they f- see it as that so you're triggering something deeper in them and they're mirroring it back to you yes that makes sense that makes sense and you know what i think one of the first times that one of the times that i texted you i kind of like Overexplain myself. Uh-huh. And it was that, you know, uh-huh. I'm doing what I used to do with other friendships that yeah. thank God are no longer in my life mm-hmm. because it was not good for me. But I went back to explaining myself again because mm-hmm. I explained myself, you know, when I was little growing up, <laughs> I was the youngest of three. So I was a little shit sometimes. Yeah. So I had to constantly explain myself. And then. I start growing up and then I, I land in this career. What is everything's explaining yourself? Mm-hmm. And then I started attracting those friendships yeah. and it was constantly having to explain myself. So you answer something so brief and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't have to do that anymore. I'm safe, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't have to explain anything. She understands. Mm-hmm. 
and we were going through the same thing. Yeah. I when I was growing up, I I'll, I had the same issue where you tend to over-explain yourself because you don't want anybody to be upset with you. You don't want anyone to be upset with you and you don't want people to get the wrong idea mm-hmm. of you. Right. Even at, you know, where I'm at now at work. You want to take a day off? Go take a day off. Yeah. But I'm so used to having to over-explain myself and say, I'm going here, here, and here, and this is why I'm doing X, Y, and Z. Exactly. And my supervisor now, she's like, yo, this is your time. What you want to do with it? None of my business. You want to leave right now? You can leave right now. She's yeah. like, I really don't care. And for me, that's very different. Yeah. Because I used to be in the position where you're taking a day off. Yep. Are you serious? Yep. Do you know what kind of job you do? Mm-hmm. You should not be taking any days off. Mm-hmm. So when I got sick again, I could not relax. It was constant mm-hmm. on the phone. I have an appointment today. I'm doing this and I'm mm-hmm. doing that. And it's absolutely none of their business. It's not, but they make it feel like it is. Mm-hmm. And they and that happened to me. I started I started making work like a way of life. And without even knowing, that was my priority. Mm-hmm. I remember I got very sick a couple years ago and I was I was very sick and I was in constant random pain. I like I couldn't I never knew when I was gonna be okay when I wasn't. And I remember I got punished for it. Mm-hmm. I got punished for it. And they even came up with the formula as to how many days I had been gone, even knowing that I was sick. Yeah. And it was now that I think of it, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like, why? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is so wrong, you know? People are not always okay to work. People yeah. are not always well enough. Yeah. Um. But I feel guilty. Mm-hmm. When I got spoken to, I feel guilty. And yeah. I felt like I wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. I wasn't good enough. And I wasn't, I just wasn't good enough because yeah. I had been sick and because I was dealing with with so much pain. So I started showing up to work in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. And I did my job like that. Yeah. And now that I'm, I look back and I see what I did to my body, it's like, Jesus. Yeah. Now you have guilt for the way that you treated your body yeah. and your vessel and yourself. Yes. Because you needed quotations, needed to show up. Yes. And now that I'm I'm taking time off to get better, guess what? The job is still there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still going to function. Yeah. It's like I never existed. Mm-hmm. Really. It's like I never existed at that place. Yeah. And I think a lot of people that are in your field are that way because my ex-husband was that way too. Mm-hmm. Never, ever, ever missed a day. So when it came time for me to, to, you know, to say, oh, I feel sick. I'm not going to work today. It was always like, you're weak. Yeah. Why are you not mm-hmm. going to work? You're going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, you mean I'm going to get in trouble? I have so much time available to me mm-hmm. and that's the purpose of it mm-hmm. so it's not only am i now debating i'm sick super sick but should i go to work anyway because then i'm going to get in trouble with him and then i'm going to be missing work mm-hmm. and then if i ever get so for me it was a big it was a big issue mm-hmm. when i would ever get sick or i would have debilitating migraines to even tell him at home and then at work. Uh-huh. I... There was no escape from it. I learned this last two weeks um, in therapy that I am enough. Mm-hmm. We are enough. Yeah. Regardless of what other people think, if I believe I'm enough, that's all it fucking matters. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. I am enough. I don't need to prove anything to anybody but myself. And it's taken me, what, almost six, seven months to realize that. Mm -hmm. For that same reason is that constant judging and people telling you, you're not strong enough to do that. You're not strong enough to do this. And we start believing that. Um, 
as long as I know that I'm enough, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. I'm going to be fine. And then I think I said this before, the meaning of being strong and powerful is completely different to me mm -hmm. now. To some people, and I see it, like people following me on my personal social media, I, I can feel the hate, you know? Yeah. I can feel the, oh my gosh, you're out with friends, you know? But you're sick. But you're sick. Well, no shit. You know, when I have good days, I have good days. Yeah. And I want to enjoy them and I want to mm -hmm. get out of my house. Because I know, and I'm the only one that knows what bad days look like. Yeah. And my boyfriend. Yeah. And they're not fun. Mm -hmm. But... I don't need to show that on social yeah. media, you know? That's what this podcast was about for us, to right. share that process. And I think one of the days I actually, I just sent you a picture of something that I wrote in my journal like three years ago. You did. And I'm like, oh my God, I reread this and I thought of you. So here, and that was it. That was insane. It was insane. Like to think that you and I were connected already from back, mm -hmm. back then. It was insane to me. And I read it and I was crying because it was one of those days that I did not want to get out of my bedroom. Yeah. And I remember when you texted to me, I convinced myself to shower that day. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I got out of bed. Yes. And I was getting out of the shower and I was, I was going, um, I was in my bedroom and then you texted me and I remember standing in front of my bed and I was reading and I started crying because it's something that you wrote years ago right i wrote it like a couple years maybe like three years ago when i was really starting to get into it and channeling you know my guides and my guardians and talking to my mm -hmm. angels and my higher self and for me that's what journaling was it was automatic writing it wasn't me denise writing in a journal it was my angels writing to me and letting me know this is the way we see you this yeah. is the way life is these are you know, the reason you're going through things mm -hmm. and this is what you're learning and this is what you're here to do. Mm -hmm. That's interesting because for me, journaling was always like, I was so stressed mm -hmm. um, and I was so unhappy that I ended up journaling so I could go to sleep. Mm -hmm. You know, I ended up using it as a tool to just let everything come out on paper and be able to sleep because I've had a very hard time, you know, with my sleeping um, habits in the last three years now. And uh, so that was one of my attempts at trying to release everything. But now it's different. Mm -hmm. Now, like you say, like, it's more like intuition driven, right? It's more of like I sit outside in my in, in my patio and I just start writing whatever little messages come to me mm -hmm. throughout the day. And I start reflecting on that. And I write questions. Okay, so if I'm dealing with anger this week, what do I need to do? Mm -hmm. You know, and that kind of stuff. And before journaling was so stressful. Now that it doesn't work, you know, it does. Like back then, that's what I needed. Right. And sometimes it did help me sleep. Sometimes it didn't. But crap, I forgot what I was going to say. Journaling. Journaling, I know. <laughs> how it's changed and how it's, it's helped. It's changed. Yeah. Oh, it was so heavy back then that I stopped doing it because even writing it was stressful. It was too much. It was too much. So I stopped. And it's funny because I went through my journaling, like little notebooks that I've had for years. And I was looking at the last time I wrote it, and it was like, 2017 2018 yeah i was like oh i feel like i need a new notebook yeah. that was so dark yeah <laughs> should i should i read that passage that i sent you yeah let me see are you gonna pull it up yeah it's just good to we just go back to the purpose like the purpose of this podcast just sharing stuff right. and Something that you were going through years ago is something that I'm going through now. Mm -hmm. And maybe there were different um, battles. Yeah. yeah. But it's that willingness and having that strength to share that mm -hmm. with people and show them that you, you went through similar stuff. Yeah. And, and it's fine. Yeah. And even if you don't know that you need to hear it, 
once you hear it, your perspective changes. Yeah. And the way that you think changes and oh you have it. I have it. So I wrote this actually July fifteenth, twenty eighteen. Wow. It's a long time ago. Uh, it is okay to feel sad sometimes. It's not always going to be rainbows and sunshine. We're surrounding you now and always with love and guidance and protection. You are never alone. Continue shedding your skin, that of the old, and know that what will replace it is nothing short of gold. Do you feel it? Our hands, our hearts, our souls all around you, loving on you and healing on you. You are so loved. Know that, feel that, and be that. That's so awesome. I really needed all of that. I was going through a divorce. I was losing what, who I felt was my soulmate and the love of my life, even though that for a long time, the love, the in-loveness was not there anymore. Yeah. It's just you feel that comfort that you've you've lived with and you've had for so long is just now mm-hmm. gone. Everything that you've built is now gone. You have to start over. And for me, that was – it was a, a lot of why is this happening to me? What does this mean? Who, who am I? Because mm-hmm. I, di- I didn't know who I was for a long time. And it, like now it's interesting because like for you it was something related to your divorce and your mm-hmm. relationship when you send me that it was it's me dealing with this work situation mm-hmm. that is very fucking annoying to this day <laughs> i haven't gotten a break from it yeah um but to you back then you were trying to hold on to something that wasn't for you mm-hmm. that marriage was not for you yeah And now it taught me a lot. Yes. But it, 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 was it not just wasn't meant, for yeah. you. And it's been the same thing for me as holding on to something that perhaps is not for me mm-hmm. anymore. Um, but we we think that because we're living that reality that that's the way it's supposed mm-hmm. to be. And like that phrase where it says that you're shedding your, you know, your, your layers, skin. Uh-huh. your skin. That's how I felt these last two weeks. Like I'm just like. <laughs> there's a moment where you shed your skin yeah and everything feels so raw yeah but then you feel your new skin and you feel renewed yes for me it's it's been releasing that anger mm-hmm. that anger because there's no such thing for me for me there's no such thing as healing if you're still angry at people no there's not no this whole thing of you know watch me grow kind of thing Mm -hmm. not girl (laughs) (laughs) if you have to say that and if you have to be proving yourself to people Mm -hmm. all the time it's because you're not truly healing from your heart and that's just for me And I think I even wrote you a passage on that exact thing mm-hmm. when I'm like, no, no, this is what's happening and this is what you need to do. Yes. And you were like, oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> yes, because I've been so mad at people, at so many people. And it's it got me stuck. Yeah. It got me stuck because I was so angry at them and – I couldn't even think anything positive about them. I couldn't wish them anything positive. And the minute I started accepting that's just how they are and praying for them, I'm like, oh, this is what healing is. Mm -hmm. Nobody can meet you somewhere where they are not. Right. Plain and simple. Right. If you're up here and you're telling somebody, I love you, but they're down here and they don't even love themselves. Mm -hmm. You can't have any expectation or you can't even be upset with them Mm -hmm. for it. Yeah, that was, that was a huge breaking point for me. Um, it, it still doesn't justify what they've done. Absolutely not. 
it does not justify how horrible they've been, but it releases you. It re yes. Yes, this anger does not belong to me. Mm -hmm. In fact, I was talking to my boyfriend about it because I went to this conference. It was actually a women's conference um, a couple years ago. And there was this, um, I think she's a psychologist. There's a speaker and she was saying that sometimes we take other people's shit and we make it our, our own. own. Mm -hmm. And the way she was explaining it, she went online, she went on Amazon, and you know the poop emoji? Mm -hmm. Well, she she bought like the little stuff one. So she started carrying it around with her, especially at work. And when people were treating her a certain way and people were being mean to her or they were trying to blame stuff on her, she will grab the poop emoji and she will give it to them. <laughs> and she will be like, I am not taking your shit. Whatever you're angry about, whatever you're trying to reflect on me, it actually belongs to you. Mm -hmm. So here you go. So she started walking around with these poop emojis. And I realized <laughs> that, oh, my gosh, like back then I was not ready to see what she was saying. Mm -hmm. And now it's like. You're kind of like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, <laughs> right? What are you talking about? And back then I was so angry. I probably would have thrown that emoji at their face, you know? <laughs> now it's like, I see your shit. And I don't want it. I don't want it. It doesn't belong to me. But let me wish something positive mm -hmm. on you so that you one day you can do the healing process, hopefully, that I'm going through. Because the way you treat people is a reflection of how you're feeling inside. Right. Of how you feel about yourself. Yes. And it's insane to me that it's there's so much of that in workplaces, mm -hmm. not just my career. No. There's so much of that everywhere. Mm -mm. You give people a little bit of power and they run with it. Yeah. Because of all the shit they carry mm -hmm. inside. Not only that, I a lot of people too, given everything I've been through and deal with at work and everything a lot of people ask me how how do you stay so calm and how do you not get angry yeah and for me the big thing is because i've been there yeah and i know that when somebody is like that they're miserable and they're hurting inside mm -hmm. i'm not gonna take whatever they're reflecting to me mm -hmm. i will send it back Mm -hmm. And I will wish them, you know, I hope you can find a love for yourself mm -hmm. and I hope your situation gets better, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to waste my energy being upset with you mm -hmm. over something that pains you mm -hmm. and you're just showing it in the only way you know how to show it. Mm -hmm. And that's pain and pain correlates to anger and fear. And that's what they're, they're mirroring. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big thing to understand in when people have road rage or whatever. It's like, what makes you think that somebody who has road rage and is quick to anger and yeah. For me, when that happens, I'm like, all right, go ahead. Like you're not going to get there uh, any faster. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not worried. I'm not in a rush. You need to feel that way to make yourself feel some way or then go for it. I'm mm -hmm. not gonna, I'm just not gonna, because I, I see you. Mm -hmm. I see you and that's, that's it. It's huge to be able to realize that though, because like I said, there's so much anger sometimes that even. It clouds your judgment. Yes, it, it does. And you start getting angry at people and you start getting happy when things don't go well for them. And that's mm -hmm. insane. When you get to that point, it's like, okay, you, you got to do something about it. And I, years ago, I, I lived in Chicago for a year and, um, I ended up landing a job with, um, that's Bob, you guys, that's our, that's my dog. <laughs> <laughs> He's very excited right now. Um, anyways, years ago, I ended up working at this facility and they were all females that had been abused. And it was, it was mainly sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were all teenagers. And I remember the place was, was divided in two wings, basically, the building. And one wing was girls that um, had been abused. And 
had gotten themselves in trouble. You know, they were it was a court order facility. Mm. And the other wing was girls that were also abused, but they became abusers themselves. So I remember thinking, like, how could that happen? Like, those girls know what it's like to be abused. How could they turn like, how can you turn around and do it to other people? There comes a point in time where that's all you know. Yes. And you start to believe that it's an okay behavior. Yes. Just because your mind shuts off Mm -hmm. and it numbs itself. Yeah. And you learn to think that that's okay, which is why Mm -hmm. women and men and children who are usually sexually abused have toxic relationships. Mm Mm-hmm. For a lot of them, it was because, like, my job was to watch them 24-7, you know. Um, And for a lot of them, it was, well, they did it to me. I'm going to do it to someone else, Mm -hmm. you know, because they were so angry inside. And they were still healing. They were still going through through that process of of getting better. And it's so crazy because that's that's something so extreme, you know. It was sexual Mm -hmm. abuse and that kind of stuff. But now that I'm home right now, I look at my workplace and I see the same thing, Mm -hmm. but emotional abuse. Mm -hmm. Like they're so unhappy and they have the power to make other people unhappy. They release that on other people because they can. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not something you can put on paper. No. People who do that very much operate from an egotistical inner child. Yeah. It's... I don't care. I'm going to hurt you. There's there's two routes. It's the I don't care. I'm going to hurt you. I've been hurt. I'm going to take that on other people. And there's, for example, mine, she just crumbled up mm-hmm. into a ball. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want to deal with anyone. Yeah. And that was my entire life was I'm going to be straight and I'm going to be narrow and I'm going to, you know, help people and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And that was my life. Mm -hmm. And not to say that, you know, it was a bad one, but it was more of I'm not going to deal with my issues because I'm going to help other people deal with their issues. But I'm still stuck. And then what happened, you ended up dealing with roadblocks you know Mm -hmm. you ended up dealing with like it's like the universe was still trying to stop you every time Mm -hmm. you know every time you try something new or to better yourself or whatever Mm -hmm. you were like hitting a wall which has been the case with me you know all these months because hey i need you to To still work on yourself you cannot help other people Mm -hmm. not, not to this level right Unless you go through your own process. Mm-hmm. And what happened when you started breaking those those cycles? You started your business. Yeah. And look how much is growing right now. I know. Because you're going through that process yeah. and it's attracting all those people that need the mm-hmm. same thing from you. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot I just had a little light bulb in my head. <laughs> you saw my face. I got so excited. I was like, ah. But, um... Yeah, and it was a you know we said we were gonna talk about this. Um, it was a business that you had in mind for how many years? Ooh, since maybe two thousand and ten. But I was told that wasn't good enough. It's not gonna work. Uh huh. Nobody's gonna want to buy this. No one cares. Yep. So I said okay, tucked it in my pocket, and told myself it wasn't gonna happen. Mm. But hindsight's twenty twenty, and I think back then it wouldn't have it wouldn't have worked. Exactly, it wouldn't have happened. Exactly, you were with the wrong person. Mm-hmm. You were with the wrong person, and you could have tried, and you probably it probably still would have worked out, but you would have worked you would have worked twice as hard, if not more. And it's kind of funny because I feel it's a very why not with me. Mm-hmm. energy mm-hmm. and at the same token i'm like you should know why not with you yeah i was always told i was never enough that's why not with you 
I'm having all my successes and I'm happy and I'm, I'm genuinely myself. Yeah. And I can use this healing energy that I was given this intuition, you know, my empathic abilities and everything in order to help other people mm-hmm. and just knowing, just knowing how to do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't take a class. I didn't go to school. I just mm-hmm. did it. Mm-hmm. And for I'm, I'm 100% with the right person. It's, it's, it became like our pattern without even knowing we were so connected of mm-hmm. being around those abusive relationships mm-hmm. of now that I look back and I look at, you know, I think about that abusive relationship I was in. It was a lot of that. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not good enough. Yeah. You're not good enough. And oh yeah, they treat you this way at work because you're not good enough mm-hmm. because you're not strong enough. And it was the same thing at work. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not great. You're still making mistakes. You're still doing this. And, you know, just criti- criticism left and right. But now that I think of it, it's like, you motherfucker saw my potential. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to make sure I didn't get there. Yeah. And I was in that mentality where I was listening to what they were telling me. They wanted to dim your light because they did... They climbed their ladder a very, very different manner. Right. And the fact that you had the potential to do it the right the way. The right way. Yeah. They didn't like that. Yeah. So I think if you would have started your your business, it would have been the same thing. Mm-hmm. And you probably would have been putting all these feelings, all these like sad emotions into your, your products. Mm-hmm. That, and that's the last thing that exactly I would want to do. And what's happening now, like people are coming to you mm-hmm. for protection. They're coming to you for healing. They're mm-hmm. coming to you, you know, for things that they're starting to tap into mm-hmm. or trying to learn yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your business. <laughs> um, so I run a company called Humming Lotus. I came up with a name actually two years ago mm-hmm. I when so when my uh, grandfather died I would see hummingbirds and butterflies mm-hmm. whenever I needed him I would see hummingbirds and butterflies and the lotus really resonated with me when I was going through my divorce yeah. because even though it cultivates in muddy waters mm-hmm. no matter how dark no matter how muddy it is the roots always stay grounded and it always rises. Yeah. So for me, that was, that was a big symbolism. Mm -hmm. I got it on my back first and then I made it my logo. Yeah. Um, I did it because I wanted to help other people that were going through things that I was going through. Yeah. You know, life transformation. Mm -hmm. You have to start completely over. Where Mm -hmm. do I start? Where do I pick up? Yeah. How do I pick myself up from the floor? Right. And it was just started with jewelry, with bracelets, and slowly it was my grandpa guiding me and saying, this essential oil and this, Mm -hmm. and you need this and these crystals and that. Because I knew nothing about any of this. Mm -hmm. My grandpa was a shaman, and that's 100%. When I say we, when I'm talking on Instagram, it's me and my grandpa and my mom and my brother and my grandma. How special. And for me, that's that's where I get it from. You can ask me something and I'm like, my grandpa, <laughs> he's telling me how to do everything. <laughs> as weird as that may sound, but yeah, he's, he's uh, one of my guides. And I was 100% happy to hear that he was one of my guides hmm. because when he passed, I had yet to tell him about the big, the big, you know, rape. But when he saw me, he looked at me and he said, someone's bothering you. I know someone's bothering you. Mm. Tell me what's going on. And me being ashamed and guilty. I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, everything's okay. And 
He was like, no. And I felt so much guilt for a long time because I thought I didn't even tell him what was going on. Yeah. So for me, it was, does, does he think that I wanted this? Does he think, what does he think of me? So mm-hmm. for many years, I felt so ashamed until I started going to my spiritual therapist. And she said, you know, he's one of your guides and, and he knows. He knows what happened. You don't have to tell him. He's not ashamed of you. He doesn't want you to feel guilty. He doesn't want you to feel hurt in any way because he knows. Yeah. And for me, that was like the, okay, okay, it's it's time. This is where I start. Mm-hmm. You're making me cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not very emotional when people pass away. Mm-hmm. I've always believed that People go when they're they're meant to right. go, whichever way. Mm-hmm. Um, and my grandpa passed away, what like four months ago now, mm-hmm. maybe. And uh, you know, I I miss him. And for me, it was you know, the hard thing for me was like he's not gonna get to know my kids. He's not gonna get to see me get married. Mm-hmm. You know, I ran out of time. But he is. Right. (laughs) And a few weeks ago, I was home alone and um, I have a picture of him. And my grandpa did the same job that I've been doing for the last five years in in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And um, he was the one person I could go to to talk about everything and anything related Mm -hmm. to, to work. And when he was sick the last year before he passed away, he was sick. And um, I started visiting him more because, you know, I had to step down from work. And I didn't tell him what I was going through. Mm -hmm. And um, part of me feels sad that I didn't share that with him because he would have been the right person to have the conversation to have that conversation with because he would have understood mm-hmm. what I was going through and what people were doing to me at work and why they were acting that way mm-hmm. and um when you started talking about your grandpa you know like that exact same thing the exact same thing but my grandpa understood at the time that I wasn't ready to tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my parents knew a little bit of what was happening. And that's because I ended up having a breakdown in front of them one of the times I went back home. And so I had to tell them. And I noticed that my grandpa was looking at me differently the last couple of times I saw him mm-hmm. and he was just waiting for me to tell him and he was just waiting for me to tell him. And, um, so the other night that I was home and I was cleaning and I was, I have this portrait of him and I just looked at him and I just started crying, you know? And, um, It's like part of me wanted to apologize to him for not sharing that with him. But then at the same time, I was crying because I was happy that he knew. And he was, he's still supporting me in a way. Mm -hmm. So when you said that about your grandpa right now, it's just like, oh my gosh. I was, it was meant for me to hear this. Mm -hmm. Um. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean, he's always here. You know that. He is. He is. And and that butterfly was for you. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Um, and it's like I feel that, you know, here you go. Mm-hmm. Here's your new start. Yeah. You know, um, I wouldn't have understood this months ago. It would have been guilt, and yeah. that's it. I wouldn't have seen the other side of the coin. 
hey, I'm here. You know, I'm rooting for you. You're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Right um, there. Yeah. <laughs> What's the symbolism of feathers? So there's so many different symbolisms mm -hmm. based on the color. But essentially, it's your guides letting you know that they're here. Mm -hmm. They're with you. Mm -hmm. And that everything's going to be okay. I found this feather on my floor, you guys, before we started recording today. And, um, you know, I, whether some people want to believe in it or not, it doesn't bother me anymore. Mm -hmm. I choose to believe in this stuff yeah. and they, they give me so much meaning throughout mm -hmm. my days. Um, and throughout this like process, I take these messages to heart and that's the stuff that i journal about now we go back to you know what we're yeah. saying journaling is different for me is writing down those messages and making making sense of them and and trying to to find out the meaning is this is that a gray gray white one Let's see it's a brown oh my gosh no way i just looked up the feather meanings it's a gray, brown, and like white, right? Mm -hmm. Gray feather. It means life has been frantic. Peace is coming. See? Oh, my God. What candle did I give you? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> seriously. Denise just gifted me a candle from her business today, you guys. Oh, my God. And it's called peace. It was called peace. <laughs> and I. it's funny because I ordered some of her... Um, she makes soaps as well, you guys. They smell amazing. Um, by the way, after I used the first one and I ran out, I started using the regular soap. My skin is, like, not, not liking it. it. No, mm -hmm. no. Um, so whatever oils you're using in there is amazing. But I ordered a soap today, just today. One was... One was peace and the other one was letting go. <laughs> and when I told you, I pictured myself just washing and rinsing everything off, mm -hmm. you know, like just letting everything go yeah. and, you know, starting whatever next chapter I need to start. Mm -hmm. But whatever stage. Right. Because what I've been dealing with in the last couple of weeks is letting go of anger. Right. So that I can make room to whatever mm -hmm. stage I'm supposed to. Yeah go to next i'm gonna go shower right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know I, it's funny because i'm a big gifter yes i'm a huge gifter and it's not something that i'm just like oh they would like that it's intuitively something's yeah. calling my name and saying hey so-and-so needs this right now yeah and i think i have i, I have a big problem no. Because I, I like to gift instead of sell. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because I want to help heal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For me, I'm the same way. And I had to explain this to my Thea the other day because she's so stubborn. Thea, if you're listening, I love you. But <laughs> this is for you. Um, so for me... I've learned that's my way of showing love. Uh huh. That's my love. If I'm at a store and I see something that I think someone's gonna like, I buy it. Mm -hmm. And if I want to surprise someone, if I want to show them that I care, that's how I show love. That's my love language yeah. with other people. And I like getting stuff too. But, <laughs> but um, that's my love language. And my tia is very like, no, 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 don't spend money. Mm -hmm. And no, 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 you know, save yeah. your money, uh -huh. you know. And I think it's the culture that we come from yeah. too. But I had to tell her the other day, tia, I get excited when I buy yeah. stuff for people. Uh -huh. I get so excited. I can't wait for them to open it. I'm the same <laughs> way. My boyfriend makes so much fun of me because he's like, I think you're more excited than I am. He's yes. like, are you going to be able to keep the secret? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm the same way. It was my little cousin's birthday last week. And she had been wanting this specific top. And I found it for her. And I was so excited. I couldn't wait 
to give it to her the next day. And when she opened it, it looked like it was my birthday instead of hers. Mm -hmm. But that's my love language. That's how I tell people I yeah. care for you. Because I also know how to show I don't really want you in my life. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but when I feel like giving something to people, I mean it. And this has this has to do with my parents. Mm -hmm. My mom and my dad um, raised me to do things from my heart. If you don't feel like giving, if you don't feel like doing something from for someone, don't do it. Yeah. But when it comes from your heart, make sure you do it. Yeah. So it's it's just my thing. I think mm -hmm. it, you know, the way I was raised, yeah. which is amazing to me. And that's just how I am. If I ever gift any of you something, <laughs> it's because I care. <laughs> Girl, I am the same way. Even just before I got here, I was like, oh, my God. She would love <laughs> she you guys. She needs it. <laughs> So we got together for brunch earlier. She shows up. She shows up with the candle. She tells me she made it for me, and then we went our separate ways, like halfway through the day. Mm -hmm. And then she shows up at my house with this huge, beautiful crystal. I'm like, you just gifted me something. <laughs> but yeah, that's. I guess that's our love language. Yeah. yeah. It's not a bad thing. No. No. No, it's not. And it's, you know, to me, and I don't do it with this intention, but we were talking about this mm -hmm. uh, a while ago. It's going to come back to you in one way right. or the other. Mm -hmm. And it might not necessarily be material stuff, but it's going to come back to you. The love you give is going to mm -hmm. come back to you. My mom always used to ask me, how how can you, you know, do this? Why? Yeah. You give to so much. And yeah. my response at that moment was the universe will provide for me. Yeah. Because I'm not giving it to you for attention. I'm giving yes. it to you out yes. of the kindness of my heart. And because it's what the universe wants me to give to yeah. you. And it will return to me. Yeah. It's um, – it goes back to what I said earlier when – when you're getting you when you're changing cycles and you're going through a healing process but you're still wishing people i don't want to say ill but when you're still throwing anger out there that's what you're going to keep getting back. back yeah and that was my biggest lesson for me this this last month even though you did me wrong and you disrespected me, you mistreated me, I still wish you the best. And by that, I mean, I hope you get to that point where you're able to go through the process that I'm going through because mm -hmm. it's hard, but it's freaking beautiful. Right. So once I started praying for people, mm -hmm. it, it was, I started receiving all that love yeah. back in so many other ways. Mm -hmm. I have so many good friends that, I haven't seen in years that have been huge, a huge part of me in the last, you know, few months. And the way they're there for me is like, they know when I'm having good days and it's like, we're going to go out for a beer. Mm -hmm. We, I signed you up for the excursion thing. I, I went, did I tell you I went no. rock climbing and rappelling? What do you call it? <laughs> In Mexico this week. Wow. And that was my friend's way of getting me out of, yeah. you know. And and it was huge for me. And that was huge for me because that was his way of being there for me. But at the same time, I started feeling like, oh, I can't post about this because certain people are going to be like, oh, look at her. She's out there having fun or whatever. Mm -hmm. Guess what? That's part of my process. Right. Having fun when I can. Mm-hmm. And I've had so many people around me giving me so much love. I come back home when I visit my friends and family in Mexico full of love. Mm -hmm. And it's, to me, it's that love that I'm sending these people mm -hmm. that were so mean to me. Yeah. So if you're giving anger, you're going to get anger back. Right. I mean, if you have, my biggest thing that I was taught when I was going through this experience was, 
people are going to mirror to you the way that they feel about themselves. And that has nothing to do with you. Right. So the best thing that you can do is just imagine talking to their higher self and saying, I'm sorry for whatever you went through. Mm -hmm. But treating me like this is not okay. Mm -hmm. And I wish you healing and I wish you love. Mm -hmm. But see, it, it has to do with breaking that cycle. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, people treat you the way they're feeling inside right. and how they feel about themselves. They do it to other people. Mm -hmm. But then if you take that and you start treating people that same way or thinking about them the same way they were treating you, you're repeating that cycle. Yeah. You know, I remember this last week I saw a quote on Instagram someone posted and there were, it was like something kind of like, I can't remember the exact quote, but it was along the lines of like, watch me grow, you mm -hmm. know? And it was kind of like, it was like a jab at them, you know, yeah. like, look at me, I'm doing so good. And I know you hate it. Guess what? You're repeating that cycle. Yeah. Because even though you're doing good, you think you're doing good right now, you're still throwing that in their faces. Yeah. And where does, does that come from? Anger. Mm -hmm. So you're repeating that cycle that they, they got you in. It's huge to be able to walk away from that and say, you know what? Yes, I'm doing great, but I wish you I wish right. you the best. I don't need you to It's like that watch my growth that says the best revenge is to be successful. And it's a catch 22 because you don't need revenge. No. And you don't need to prove anything to right. anybody. You don't need to type quotes so they can read it. Mm -hmm. No, you don't need any of yeah. that. It's 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 almost more, it's a bit more sick to me mm -hmm. that you're still doing the same thing. You're still trying to prove yourself when there's so much more. Yeah. Instead of focusing solely on yourself and not caring what someone else is going to think or what they're going to think when they see what you're posting or how you're living your life. Yeah. You're like, huh. There. Yeah. I'm still better than you. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's a long process, you guys, but yeah. it's worth it. It's worth it. Like getting, waking up with peace in your heart is mm -hmm. huge. Yeah. It's huge. Going to sleep, not worried about what they're thinking of you. Mm -hmm. It's so special to me because... Right. I haven't been able to do that in a long, long time, even longer than I thought. Um, yeah. You know, it's funny. It's my favorite thing to do when I'm just driving and I see people walking or in their cars. It's the weirdest thing, but it's, I think for me, it's the most, like the best thing. Well, I see people walking, children, adults, anyone, and I look and I smile and I say, I hope you have love today. Wow. And I send them love. And that makes me feel, whether they accept it or not, Yeah, that's not my responsibility. Mm -hmm. But my, my thing that really, really helped me to see people as human beings mm -hmm. was to do that. To humanize their pain and to understand that their pain is not my responsibility. Mm -hmm. Whether they accept something is not my responsibility. It's just... I give this to you. Mm -hmm. You take it as you want. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And I look at you getting it all back. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> this was really good. Yeah. This was a really good talk. Um, I think we needed that. Yeah. Yeah. We just happened to record it for you guys. <laughs> This is how we talk on a normal basis. Yeah, this, this is how we talk <laughs> normal. Yeah, it really is. We started recording today not knowing what we were going to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, and we like doing that because that's when we get the most um, 
guess, messages. Mm-hmm. So, but um, since I always do this wrong, um, I'll have Denise share her Instagram and her Instagram page. <laughs> um, if you don't follow us already, you can go ahead and follow us at Coffee and Tea with D underscore B. And my business Instagram is at Humming Lotus Co. Go check it out, you guys. She has giveaways all the time and they're huge and she always has sales for almost every holiday so (laughs) uh, go take advantage you will not regret it her stuff is amazing that's they're actually the only candles i buy now because you can actually smell like it actually makes the whole room smell not Mm -hmm. just that little corner Mm -hmm. um just go try her stuff and the jewelry is gorgeous she makes custom pieces too thank you yeah All right, you guys, we wish you all a great rest of the week. Sending you love. Yes. (laughs) Bye. Bye.